Okay, kids, get your hands ready because we're going to practice. What are we thinking about in Advent? You ready with your hands? We are looking backwards and forwards to practice waiting for what's coming. Now, Davion, you can have a seat till I'm ready for you. Thanks for being all prepped. Um, okay, so we're looking backwards and forwards to practice waiting for what's coming. And we're revisiting today our Advent wreath time machine, right? So in the past couple of weeks, we visited the patriarchs and the prophets, and today we land on John the Baptist. And what we learn about from John the Baptist in the story we heard about him this morning is that sometimes waiting for God's promises can be confusing and hard. Can be confusing and hard. John spent all his life getting ready for Jesus, didn't he? Before he was even born, he jumped in his mother's womb when Mary came into the room with Jesus in her belly. Right? Which means he was the first recorded person in history, person in recorded history, to celebrate Jesus' coming. It's what his whole life had been about, right? So I have a question, and it's what the whole rest of his life was about. So kids, raise your hand if you have some ideas about what you might want to do when you grow up. Raise your hand if you have some ideas of what you might want to be when you're a grown-up. Okay, now put your hands down. Here's a different question. How many of you know for sure 100% what you're going to do when you grow up? Anybody you think you do? Okay, I want to hear about this after, after the service. Um, John knew from the time he was tiny, 100% for sure, what he was going to do when he grew up. Because an angel had told his parents before he was even born, and he would have grown up hearing about it. He was going to get people ready to recognize the Messiah. But now, in the story that we heard this morning, John was in prison for telling people what God had said. And he was... At the point where waiting for Jesus' rule as king to begin was getting kind of confusing and hard. If John was doing the right thing, why was he in prison? And if Jesus really was the Messiah, why didn't he get John out of prison? So in the story we heard this morning, John the Baptist had a big, hairy, scary question in his heart for Jesus. And can you, can you come on up? I'm going to put you over here, John. John has a big question for Jesus, and he has to decide what to do about it. John's question was, we heard it read this morning, are you the one who was to come, or should we look for someone else? So in other words, John is saying, wait a second, Jesus. Are you really the Messiah? I told everybody you were the one. Was I wrong? Oh, dear, this is what my whole life has been about. Maybe I was wrong. Which makes me wonder if you guys have ha ever had a question about God that felt big and scary, like the John's hairy, scary question. One time when my daughter Miriam was about four, I remember on the way home from the grocery store, I heard her voice from the back seat saying, how do you know that Jesus is real? How do you know for sure that heaven is real? And that was a question that was really weighing on her heart for several weeks. She was confused and sad about it. That kind of question can feel really big and scary when it's in your heart. Wait a second, how do I know what's true? So I want you to notice this morning what John the Baptist did when he had a big, hairy, scary question. He took it straight to Jesus. So Scott, will you stand up over here by the tree and you be Jesus? And John, John you'll be John the Baptist now. Can you take your big, hairy, scary question right to Jesus? Okay, but freeze, 
second, John was actually stuck in prison. You couldn't take your own hairy, scary question to Jesus. Back over to prison. John couldn't even take his question to Jesus. He needed his friends. We've got a couple friends to come on up. And uh, would you guys, you, you're John's friends, would you take his big, hairy, scary question to Jesus for him, please? Okay. That's great. Thank you. All right. I want you kids to know that this is a really good idea. You guys can just hang out with that question for a while. Um, this is what we do with big, scary questions. We take them straight to Jesus. We don't just sit around worrying and wondering and worrying and wondering and worrying and wondering. We talk to God about our question. And also, sometimes, like John the Baptist over in prison here, sometimes we feel stuck. Maybe not in prison, but feel stuck in different ways. And we actually need the help of our friends to take our big questions to Jesus. So one thing Miriam did with her big question when she was four was talk to lots of people about it. Her pastor, her grandparents, our neighbors. She needed the help of other people to work it out. The good news is that Jesus actually answered John's big, hairy, scary question. He pointed him to God's word to show John that he wasn't wrong. Jesus really was who he said he was. So I want us to be like John the Baptist when we feel like waiting for God is confusing and hard to take our big, scary questions to Jesus with the help of our friends. Okay, you guys can have a seat. Thank you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that our big questions don't scare you and that you want to answer our questions from your word through your people. And I pray that as we hit times where we feel like waiting for you is hard and confusing, that we would bring our questions to you and have the help of your people in Jesus' name. Amen.